0: Let's do it.
1: What is going on, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of Thunderstruck, the unofficial Lincoln Stars podcast. We have officially kicked off the regular season in the 2022-23 USHL season as the Stars picked up four huge points out in Pittsburgh this past weekend. I'm BA. As always, joined with me is Gene Cotter. Gene, how's it going?
2: Fantastic. First place Lincoln Stars. Let's hope it stays there. I know it's a little early in the season, but four points, uh, 10 goals, one allowed. We're showing at the top of the Western Conference standings right now.
1: Only by alphabetical order. Hey, hey, Tri-City is hey, hey, also hey, hey, undefeated, hey, hey. unfortunately. But I, the, defending, goal, the defending champs.
2: I'm going goal differential, that's why.
1: That works, but the defending champs are
2: 0-2. Yeah, I'm not sure. I watched a little bit of them on, on Flow Sports. And yikes. Did not look uh, fantastic.
1: You know what did not look fantastic if we saw anything? The Cedar Rapids. It's going to be a long year if you're a Rough Riders fan.
2: I may have some intel that they may have got to do a little extra skating the second they arrive back at the rink in Cedar Rapids on probably Saturday morning.
1: I don't blame him one bit, but we got a huge show coming up. We are going to be joined by the stars. I want to I want to call it right now. USHL goaltender of the week Cameron Whitehead.
2: If it's not, it's a disgrace. Uh, yeah, We allowed one goal. He's got a 9.78 save percentage. One goal on 46 shots. It, he better be went 2-0. and
1: yeah, definitely. So I'm going to call it now. If, if not, it's uh it's a rigged system. The votes are rigged.
2: Hey, speaking of the USHL, I'm going to make you, and many other people happy as I was banging around on the website today hey, there's the, trend, little, the yeah, transactions yep. page and the suspension page is
1: back up it's a little updated there's some there's some players and uh, stuff listed on that page now. I just I looked at it earlier today. I'm wondering if maybe I can start following the USHL
2: hockey ops page on Twitter again because they used to actually tweet that stuff so
1: you might be able to I mean I wouldn't so follow wouldn't follow usHL on Twitter anymore because well their website has not been updated since uh Anything major since uh, Flow Sports was announced in August? Yeah, you maybe sent me a a little chirp page, a little rant from page from a little insider that we might know. Um, this, they just had to do a better job. Yeah, that's all I got to say.
2: Made made a lot of great points talking about that this is supposed to be the premier junior hockey league in North America. Um, maybe you should act like it
1: and that's I mean that's kind of what we're doing why we're doing what we're doing is just try to get information out to the fans yeah. of what's going on and uh, how they can uh, partake in some Lincoln Stars hockey and USHL hockey
2: just trying to do this team of service trying to do the league of service and the league I don't know Well, I'll give Mr. Robertson a little more time he's he seems to listen. Yeah, to he listened stuff. to us.
1: He brought the, the the transaction page back. That
2: he did. Took him a year, but he
1: got it back. He got it back. And you know what else? Uh, home openers this weekend, it's buy one, get one ticket. So if you need a ticket to the uh, the game on Friday night, get a hold of the box office, buy one, get one, bring your friends. I noticed it's college night already this weekend too. $10 tickets. $10 tickets all year with a student ID. Right. I like it.
2: Yep. No game on Saturday. I don't know if there's volleyball game at home on Friday night, but there is no... There is no football game or there's no hockey game on Saturday. So we don't have there's that to, no football
1: game, either. You know, let's be no, honest. <laughs> we don't have that to
2: divert our attention.
1: <laughs> Anyways, Hopefully. we also we're also going to have another guest today. Um, the coach of the new U18 AAA program.
2: Yep. Coach Keith Perchette used to play for Sioux Falls uh, Coached Last year he coached in the SPHL, which is a it's kind of like I, I don't know if it's the equivalent to the NA3 or a competitor to the NA3 but uh, he coached out in Lake Tahoe last year, and this year he's leading the, leading the charge here. I think they're four and six in the first 10 games, and man, they jumped right in. So I'm looking forward to hearing from Coach Burchette.
1: So why don't we just drop the puck on it and let's get going with him right now.
2: Perfect, sounds great.
0: Keith. Gene, how are you? Not bad about yourself i'm doing well man i'm doing well how are you doing
2: not too bad hey uh, let me introduce you so i think i told you on the text the other guy on the line here is brandon anderson aka ba he's the
0: stars team photog i'm a big
1: nobody yeah
0: (laughs) hey nice uh, nice to meet you man you too man Nice Nice to meet you.
1: i heard you had a stint uh stint in the ushl at sioux falls so i'm pretty sure i have some photos of you back in the day
0: (laughs) oh yeah yeah for sure good old uh good old sioux falls man those were those were the good days
1: (laughs) now were you in the new rink or the the smaller rink
0: I was right before they got the new one. So as when I was there they were building the the brand new one um and then yeah I uh, I left uh before it was done.
2: Gotcha. So what's it like to make home at the Icebox now instead of instead of being a competitor here?
0: Yeah, you know, um well I would just remember um when we when I was in Two Falls and we came to to Lincoln um just playing against uh you guys I, for whatever reason, like I think we were a better team than the Lincoln Stars that year when we came, but the uh, home ice advantage was—it was different, man. Like it was like, holy smokes, like this place is loud. We're getting kind of our butts kicked up and down the ice. It was—it uh, was a lot different. So to call the ice box the home now is—it's kind of funny. But um, no, I really like have enjoyed it so far. It's a great a great rank, really old school style barn for junior hockey. Um, I love it. I hope they never get rid of it.
2: That's my sentiment. Exactly. It's a barn, but it's our barn and there's a lot of good memories. And like you said, it doesn't take a lot of people to get really loud in here. And when you get a lot of people, it gets even louder.
0: Yeah, for sure. And they, they love, they love to talk trash too. So that was, a, <laughs> I won't forget that.
1: That's what we're best at.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely
2: and there for a while beginning in about 13 14 that might have been about the only thing we were good at is talking <laughs> trash.
1: We, don't, we don't look back on those days fondly no no <laughs> no
2: nope, nope, nope. <laughs> hey so let's let's go on the ice here a little bit i know you coached in the was it the sphl in La- lake tahoe last year
0: yeah it's the the usphl the united states premier hockey league um started out with the the uh, an expansion team there, the Lake Tahoe Lakers, that was kind of my foot in the door into coaching. Um, spent the, the entirety of last year there.
2: Okay, and then you know, as I remember correctly, you know uh, Nick Fabrizio, who is in management for the Stars, works pretty much directly for, for Mr. Fernandez and the ownership group, and you already had an existing relationship,
0: right? yeah nick was actually i think i met him when i was 16 or 17 so nick was an advisor before he became the gm of the stars um he was yeah when i was uh, i think 17 when i was playing for the chicago mission nick met him in a rink at seven bridges in chicago um you know was my basically they called it family advisor uh since i was 17 you know helped me kind of navigate the you know the college commitment areas, um, was a, you know, really big helping hand in kind of just, you know, navigating those waters. My dad, you know, never played hockey, wasn't really familiar with kind of the hockey world. It is, it is its own little world for sure. So it's always good to have a, somebody with experience to kind of come in and help you with that stuff. But anyways, that's where, you know, we've always kept in touch. We're, we're, you know, good friends. We have a great relationship. And then, you know, when he mentioned that he got the Lincoln job, I was just, uh, getting started with, you know, the Tahoe, um, situation. So that was kind of my foot in the door in the coaching world. Um, and then, you know, he presented the opportunity when he, you know, him in Alberta wanted to start the triple A program in Lincoln. It was, it was kind of a perfect timing thing. It came together pretty last second, but it was, uh, it was perfect timing. Well,
2: speaking of last second, you guys showed up in town on Labor Day weekend practiced for about 30 seconds before you threw your gear in the bus and went to Seven Bridges Arena, opened up your your official head coaching career against Team Illinois at that at that arena, right?
0: Yeah, actually, yeah. So that's where I played my U18 year with the Chicago Mission there. Uh, obviously, the mission moved out of there. Uh, TI, Team Illinois' home rink uh, is over there at Seven Bridges now. Um, but yeah, we had three practices, um, didn't have any our apppel or anything like that we just kind of hopped on the bus and, and made it work we had a bit of a rough start to the weekend but the boys boys really finished strong I think ended up losing the first game we took them into overtime the second game and ended up getting our first uh, first win on uh, the Sunday so it was a overall pretty successful weekend from kind of just going off of three practices you know
2: so here so coach one of the things that that I keep preaching the gospel of the AAA team in Lincoln is the exposure that it is going to give. You have, I know you have at least one kid from Lincoln on the team, you got at least one kid from Kearney on the team. So additional opportunities for exposure. So for example, in your second week, you guys went to the NAL showcase where I'm assuming there were scouts from, I don't care if it's a USHL, if it's from colleges, it's from from wherever sitting there watching your team, right? <laughs>
0: Yeah, it was. uh, Yeah, so the showcase in Blaine was super beneficial. Uh, I mean, it it was a. It's a big North American League showcase. So every you know, a ton of North American League scouts are there. A ton of USHL scouts are there. Um, It was a great opportunity for our guys to play in front of some, you know, some some junior scouts for sure. You couldn't help. I mean, it's. I don't know if you've been to the to the complex in Blaine, but it's you know, it's eight sheets of you know, nothing but nonstop hockey. So um, it was a great weekend for us. We kind of struggled out of the gate to, to start the weekend, but we finished strong, ended up going two on two on the weekend. Um, but it was great for our guys to kind of, you know, uh, we played, you know, quite a bit of, you know, different competition from, you know, playing a team down in Arizona to the Shattuck St. Mary's. We played the Maine Nordiques and then we played, you know, a, a Minnesota team as well. So it was, uh, it was great for our guys to, to kind of see where they stack up.
2: Keith, do you know, while you, of course, you know, are there, I know it's triple A, but are there different divisions of triple A, you know, being from Lincoln and being around the travel hockey program, as you grow up, if you go play travel, a hockey in Lincoln and you go to Minnesota, you get smoked. But if you play travel, a hockey and go to Tulsa, you tend to be significantly better than those teams. So is triple A kind of structured that way? You're triple A, but there's different levels of triple A or is Triple A, Triple A.
0: I think, well, I think for the most part, Triple A is Triple A. Obviously, I think a lot of the top end, you know, I guess you can call it tier two double A central central states teams can compete with, you know, some of the maybe lower end Triple A teams. But I think for the most part, Triple A is Triple A. It's been really cool for us because so we, we do have our, you know, some of our local kids on us, but we also have kids from, you know, all over who might've, you know, maybe they weren't getting a great opportunity in the Chicagoland area, or maybe they were, um, you know, just in a kind of a really heavy uh, market for AAA um, and they come to us and they get a little bit more opportunity and ice time to, and they can kind of, you know, take advantage of that. So that to me has been like, you know, The most fulfilling part of this so far is seeing kids like that get a little bit more of an opportunity and kind of run with it.
2: I would be remiss if I didn't shout out Adam Brown, who has been a rink rat around the icebox for as long as, well, probably as long as he's been alive, is is the Lincoln kid that plays for your team. Um, But when you talk about the local kids and their opportunity, as I understand it, to even have a AAA franchise, you are required to have a roster from within your affiliate. So in this case it would be Nebraska, Iowa, Kansas, right? And maybe and maybe Missouri. So you're required yeah. to have like eighty percent of the kids on your roster from our area.
0: Yeah, and I think that's I think it's fifty percent, I want to say. I'm not entirely sure. But that's the whole idea, um, you know, with us doing this and starting the triple A program is to grow the game and, and give the exposure in, in the Iowa, Nebraska and Kansas area um so that's the goal like moving forward with this thing is to you know get our name out there um do what we can this year to to you know be as competitive as we can and and just get a good reputation i think we have a really good reputation so far to me that's going to be the most important part of this thing is in growing it is uh, you know the hockey world's a a really small world. Um, and you know, uh, word of mouth, it's, it's important to have a good reputation in that regard for getting kids to come play for us next year. So, um, yeah, I think the 50%, um, Mark, uh, is I want to say it's 50% for Iowa, Nebraska and Kansas going forward. I think we got like a little bit of a loophole this year, but I think next year that's what the expectation is.
1: Now with, with, with AAA hockey, everybody's familiar with the, with the junior stars, with the Lehigh program. How is that level of play different from what the, the varsity junior stars team? I assume it's a lot higher competition.
0: I think, I think like the biggest thing and, you know, from like maybe playing high school, I, I played high school in, in Chicago, Illinois, when I was, you know, my you know freshman to junior year. I, and then when I jumped to AAA, I think the biggest thing, and I think it still stands true today is just like the details um, you know, stopping and starting on pucks, um, just like playing a full 200 foot game. Um, I think adjusting to the speed is something that like we're seeing a lot of our guys on our roster go through right now is like where like they have the ability to think the game and they have the talent to, to play at this level. Sometimes it just takes, you know, a couple weekends to get, a uh, to get used to the pace of it. I think that would be the biggest difference, the consistent speed of, uh, of the game
2: this is not this triple a team just to be very clear and not that we've even alluded to that but this is not designed to replace the triple a team as a matter of fact or not i'm sorry the the junior stars and other high school programs this is an opportunity to provide additional well i'm going to double use the word opportunity here for kids in and around lincoln in and around the area correct
0: yeah i i would totally look at uh, uh, Look at it that way. And I think ownership and, and management uh, as the same mindset, I know the relationship with Lehigh is extremely important to, you know, our success moving forward uh, with the Lincoln stars organization. So uh, my mindset is, yeah, the more the merrier, right? Like I think the more kids playing hockey in, in the area, the better, right? The, the more ice time we can provide. that's you know, when the development can really happen. So I think the more we can work hand in hand with them, I, I think the better this thing's going to work for both of us. Get
2: to get kids staying at home. So speaking of staying at home, I'm going to ask you in a little bit, Keith, about what, your, what opportunities the public's going to have to come watch you because of the late start is a little bit limited. But more importantly, you've now had a couple weeks, kind of like Mickey Joseph over at the football stadium, you've actually now had a couple weeks to just – focus on practice, getting into a routine. How important has that been to the development of your team and you getting your, you getting your process instilled?
0: Yeah, I think it was chaotic at first, right? Like quick turnaround, three practices, quick turnaround to go to Chicago. Only had a couple more practices before we headed to Blaine. So this, we had an off week this past weekend where we really took some time to like implement some of our systems and stuff and, you know, uh, kind of, you know, just slow down the tempo and really just focus on our structure and see, you know, what we have and and get the guys to really, you know, uh, just accommodate to kind of the system we want to play. Just takes a little bit of, you know, slowing things down and and kind of going through the motions to, to make that happen. It's been, it's been huge for us because um, you could see it in practice kind of like just the communication and overall structure that they've already, um, you know, improved upon just from this one week of practice. um, They took huge advantage of, you know, so the, the USHL team was gone last week. They took huge advantage of that. We had a bunch of open ice for our guys to skate, I think they skated like two hours in the morning and then they had an hour and a half team practice and then they had, they had another couple hours in the afternoon to take advantage of the open ice. So, um, I mean, I, I'm i not kidding when I like I'm like the thing that's like I'm most pumped about is the uh, some of the players we have that have, you know, are getting a lot more ice time and, and taking advantage of the opportunity. The, the progression and development they've already like showed me so far has been really awesome so um to me that's been like the really fun part i know i i I mean putting this thing together was crazy and a lot of work but the fun part's been the 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 coaching and and the development of it
1: what's the goals for the season being a relative uh, actually being a new team
0: i think i like to me like i think like wins and losses really are not like at the forefront of what we're doing i think if you know each kid can sit there at the end of the year and say, wow, I, I really improved as a hockey player. I really improved as a young man. Like I had a, a lot of fun, in my experience there, like to me, like, if I can get, you know, each one of those kids to say that, I think we would have done our jobs. Um, so that's the goal. I think the wins will come with that. If, yeah, if you know, that's the, the kind of the takeaway on a day-to-day basis, like, you know, for example, like our, you know, just competing today in practice, like I, I know, Um, we, we kind of got to go through the motions and tell them, Hey, like the systems are what they are. They're going to be a little bit, you know, kind of pulling teeth out, going through them. And then we kind of just let it all out when we can go play three on three, uh, like a small game and and get after like them competing every day at practice has been, I think, uh, you know, it's kind of showed up, you know, in our games. Um, you know, so as if every kid can say that they, you know, improved, On and off the ice. Had a great time while they were in Lincoln. Um, To me, that would be a success for this year. Coach,
2: Lincoln hockey fans like physical, gritty, grinder uh, do the dirty work type of hockey. What do you he know? So he's played in the league. Well, that's true. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Good, point. Good point. So is that, is that the philosophy that you're instilling with the triple A kids or what, uh, you know, what, what exactly philosophically are you hoping to accomplish with your team on the ice?
0: Yeah, I think the biggest message I have, and I try to, you know, send this message every day is just play the game the right way. Um, like you can make my message to the guys is you can make a million mistakes. As long as you're giving a full effort for yourself and for your teammates, like we're just going to do what we can to correct the mistakes. But like I said, make the mistakes going hundred miles per hour. Right. Um, I think that effort thing is something you can control. Uh, As long as, you know, we're bringing a full effort to, you know, every game, every practice, we should just be just fine. I think that's my message to our guys.
2: So I have two more for you, Coach, one of which is you talked about putting this thing together has been kind of happening on the fly. I don't – I think that you still have a little bit of putting together to do, right? You're still looking for host families for for some of the players. Is that an accurate statement?
0: Yeah, so we're pretty – we're definitely open to any and all uh, potential host families, something that we've uh, been lucky enough to work with the with the USHL team on uh, and taking a couple of our guys for the time being uh, to kind of make it work to start the year. Um, Patty Johnson, our bill coordinator, has been a huge helping hand in, in trying to make all this work. Um, but, yeah, we're definitely always looking for billet families uh, to, to help grow this thing.
2: So help, help me sell that if you would coach in, in that, you know, I've talked about a $400 uh, stipend is the word I'm looking for a couple season tickets to the USHL team. Uh, we've talked about that most of the kids either have their own car or if they don't have their own transportation, the team provides that. You don't need to worry about medical insurance, those types of things. But, but help me if you would, sell why do we why do people want to become involved as billets um host families for not only the, the stars but but for the triple a team
0: yeah i mean well, i just will give you example like on kind of what you know the kind of kids that we have like so we had a couple temporary billets with the the ushl team they were like we'll just do you guys a favor we'll take the kids in for the time being." You know, they've come around to where, well, we love the kid. We don't want him to go anywhere. Like, you know, that's, and that's kind of, you know, the, the billet situation, they really are the foundational piece of, of the organization. They really make this whole thing uh, happen. Um, so we couldn't be more grateful for the, you know, and Gene, you, you've stepped up and you've taken in one of our kids uh, Jake Larson, um, uh, and then, and you know, you're just one of many who've you know stepped up and helped make this thing run. Um, kind of a little bit about the U18 schedule. We're pretty much gone every, you know, every three out of four, uh, weeks of each month. We're gone from basically Thursday to Sunday. Our season's a lot shorter than the USHL teams. It's basically September to end of fe- middle end of February. Um, you know, I'm not saying one's better than than the other. I'm just saying there's a lot of good kids uh, that we have in our group. Um, any, you know, help would be much, uh, much appreciated. Uh, if you, you know, tell your friends, um, it'd go a long way. So, uh, and we just appreciate all our billets who've, who've really helped uh, and stepped up uh, this year to make this thing happen, so.
2: And, and you're somebody who's actually, when you were in Sioux Falls, I'm assuming your parents didn't move from Chicago to Sioux Falls and hang out, so you probably billeted, right?
0: yeah i had a billet uh the clintons in south dakota um you know still keep in touch with them to this day uh really great billet family so the billets just you know uh they really do become you know a second family and um you know i, I it's it's an odd you know you don't get into it for the money or you know uh the convenience of it people get into it because they really enjoy the relationships. That they develop, and um, you know, to me, that would be the, the biggest takeaway.
2: All right. So if you want to be, if you want to, if you're interested in becoming a host family, get get a hold of Coach Perchette, get a hold of Patty Johnson, get a hold of me. Uh, we can help you out there. Okay. So I'm gonna. Before I let you go, I would be absolutely remiss if I didn't say, if I want to come check out the AAA team. I know you got some home games coming up the first weekish in December. Uh, how else could I come come see you?
0: Yeah, uh, December 2nd and 3rd, we play the Omaha Mastery. Uh, games are around, uh, I think, are 12 and 2 o'clock. Uh, the USHL team plays those nights as well. So if you're looking to double up on hockey, please come check us out. Um, we practice every day from 1230 to 2. The ice box is open if you guys want to come check us out. or just come get to know our guys. They're great kids. Um, they're just all really excited to be here and represent the Lincoln stars organization. Um, so any support, uh, you know, tell your friends about us. We'd, uh, we'd much appreciate it. And I appreciate you guys, uh, having me on and, uh, you know, spreading the good word about the AAA program.
2: Thank you so much.
1: Before, before I let you go. And I'm pretty sure most of your games are broadcasted on hockey TV. Is that correct?
0: Yeah, so most of our showcases will be on Hockey TV and Live Barn, um, for the most part. If not, it's really just kind of a rarity. There might be a handful of weekends where they're not, but for the most part, Hockey TV and Live Barn. So, here, And our schedule will be posted on our website.
2: Here, here's something else I have for you, coaches. I know that the USHL team, and you guys are gone and you also have high school kids, so this may be different, but d- any community involvement, like if uh, anybody wanted to look out to getting kids out to come participate in a literacy program at a school or anything like that. Is that something that, that you have involved yourself in? No,
0: no, I, uh, I appreciate it. We'd love, first of all, we'd love to get involved in anything like that. We are involved. Uh, Melissa Brown, one of our billets and Adam Brown's mom has set us up with, uh, the Lehigh for skates. Um, to have our guys come out and skate with the, uh, the younger players a couple times a week. So we're getting involved in that way and any other, you know, community service or anything we can do to, to get involved. We'd love to uh, be a part of. So just, yeah, feel free to reach out in that regard. Um, Let me know. And we'd love to get something like that set up.
2: Coach Keith Perchette of the Lincoln AAA U18 team. Thank you very much for joining us. Everybody out there, please go give them a follow on, I don't know what all social media platforms that they're on, but I know they're on Instagram uh, and and Twitter. So go give them a follow and check them out and support them. Coach, thanks very much for joining us.
0: Thanks for having
1: me, guys. I appreciate it. Have a good one. Like we, we talked about it last week, the pipeline of the Lincoln Stars, and it sounds like with the AAA program, we we got a good direction going. It's a first year program. There's going to be some hiccups, but uh, coach coach has got that you know pretty lined out, and I I see it as being a successful first year.
2: Well, I, you know here's when you talk about the pipeline. I know that they're future goals is to add a team below the 18s and maybe even add so a 16 so how, uh, yeah
1: it would be a U18 is what we have right now with AAA then to be a what a U16 yep, this and is then the next U, level
2: and then a U14 14. I don't know how far they're going so I don't want to take but here's the other thing and I have no idea if you think about it the next step above the AAA is the NA3 which is in Mason City the step above that is the NA which is in Mason city, the step above that is the stars. And so when you talk about, when you talk about a pipeline, um, it becomes that.
1: And there was, there was a big tournament along with the, the USHL at the fall classic was was a U 18 tournament, a U 15 or U 16 tournament. So you can see, I mean, Eventually, I, I would assume that, you know, like, our U18 teams, our AAA teams are going to be up there playing in those type of tournaments.
2: And I think that the show the showcase that Coach was just talking about in Blaine, Minnesota, I think the NOL kind of did their fall classic in Blaine that same weekend. So it was all these all these U18 teams, and I don't even know how many divisions they had, but they were there, and all the NOL teams were there, or at least some of the NOL's teams were there playing. So... It's, a, it's absolutely a fantastic opportunity for exposure for kids, especially in Lincoln. Those are the ones that I worry about, but from, from around the area.
1: Yeah, so what do we say we take a quick break here? We'll come back, and we'll be joined with Cameron Whitehead, goalie of the Lincoln Stars. Passion,
2: talent, development. NCAA hockey offers all that, and its players
3: graduate at a 93% rate. Zegras. they
0: score on the lacrosse move. Makar. He scores!
3: Gensel.
2: The goal, he he Gensel All were stars the- on campus before
3: the NHL stage. Whether you're a fan or a player, nothing compares to college hockey. Visit collegehockeyinc.com and follow at College Hockey.
1: This is the Dumpin' Chase podcast. We're trying to model ourselves after what you guys have done a little bit. Voice of the Phantoms and friend of the show, Mr. Matt Lipsack.
3: I am along for the ride and perhaps provide some modicum of adult supervision here. Although, really, that's a lost cause at this point.
1: We welcome back Phantoms president Andrew Goldman. It I went know. smoother than it did with Matt. I want that added. <laughs> I want that added. <laughs> shaking your head now for
3: i'm agreeing with you because he has
1: absolutely killed us this year well so far finger guns has met sam shut up so yeah that's that's not helping i'm trying to process okay check out the dump and chase podcast every wednesday on western reserve radio youtube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts
3: listen that like was frightening
1: All right, welcome back to Thunderstruck, the unofficial Lincoln Stars podcast. We are now joined by Cameron Whitehead. Cam- Whitey, last time we talked to you was at uh, camp right before the draft in Montreal. How'd that turn out for you? From what I saw, it turned out pretty damn good.
3: Yeah, they went, I went the way I wanted, that's for sure.
1: Now, now, I have to ask you, being picked up by Vegas, do you have a new favorite NHL team now?
3: Uh, yeah, they were, they were definitely my new favorite team. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, how already You, you, you did grow got
1: up my being a, a
2: Golden Knights fan?
3: Nope, can't say I did. I I grew up being a Columbus fan for some reason. Um, my favorite player was Antoine Vermette when he played for Ottawa, and then he he got traded to Columbus, and I kind of just stuck with him. So Columbus was kind of my a team growing up, but uh, that's that's changed now for sure.
2: It probably wasn't fair of me to say grow up being a of a Golden Knights fan because either they've been around like four years or something like that.
3: Uh, I think twenty seventeen.
2: Yeah. So. <laughs> Yeah. Of course what are you you know compared to me growing up four or five years in in Cameron Whitehead years is is uh, way more than it is for in Gene Cotter years. Let's put it that way. <laughs> so Whitey, you guys had a heck of a start there in Cranberry Township, Pennsylvania 2 and 0. the 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 goaltender who I think his name was Cameron Whitehead went to uh, went got the, got both of those one one goal in forty six shots a nine seventy eight save percentage. Just talk a little bit about what you saw in front of you last weekend
3: yeah i thought I thought we gelled really well um, i think I think our team from last year kind of created that culture that and we've kind of brought it over to this year and all all the guys are really starting to buy in right away, which is which is great to see. Uh, they, were, they were blocking shots when they had to. They were telling penalties when they had to. They were scoring when they had to. So overall, I thought the weekend went really well, and it's, it's an amazing start, and we're, we're going to try to keep building off of that.
2: Something BA and I talked about last week on the show was just wondering what kind of scoring output we would have from the forwards in particular, because I think we only had 41 goals coming back and eight or so of those were from Sambuco who brought them from Madison and and uh Waterloo and so uh boy did they did they show show up the other day. I think what Marcy had four points and help me out BA who else Santa uh, had
1: two goals the first first game. Right?
2: Lutke I think had three on the weekend, right? And so uh Forward stepping up, uh, like you said, a lot of a lot of interaction from the D. Boston Buckberger announced his arrival on the team with a with a lot of action on the score sheet. So that's got to be good. Got to make your job a little easier, right? When when the goals when you're getting goal leads, especially 14 seconds into the first game, you're playing with a one nothing lead.
3: Yeah, that's like. For sure, it was, just, it was just great to see all the guys really clicking. Um, I think our our forward depth is so good this year. We have, I wouldn't even say we really have a fourth line. I think all the lines are such a are so talented. So um, we're kind of kind of a threat when when anyone's on the ice. And our D 2 our defense are are very active in the play and stuff like that too. So um, just like just like Boston, um, got got three points on that one night because he's he's always going up in the play and he's and he's a smart hockey player and he makes plays for us so
1: there's been a lot of talk uh, on the broadcast and, and on social media about about how goal what's tougher for a goalie like on the first night I, I don't think you were tested too often but when you were you made the saves but on on the second game it seems like you were tested a lot more Is it easier when you're having shots faced at you and you can get it in a rhythm? Or is it a little bit easier for you if you're you you know your your offense is going to dominate play on the other end of the ice?
3: Um, I personally, I personally think it's a little bit easier when you're when you're getting more shots, just 'cause you do kind of create that rhythm and you're not really getting cold. You're not you're not just standing there for an extended period of time. Um, that was that was probably the most the hardest part of the first game was kind of just that second period only getting like four or five shots in um, that 20 minutes. It, you, know, you kind of get cold when you're out there and um. You kind of just never know what's going to happen. You'd be standing around for 10 minutes, and then one guy comes down to break, and then the anything really happens when it's cold. But when, you're, when you're getting a lot of shots, you know you can kind of create that rhythm, and you're feeling a little more comfortable than that.
2: What, what are you seeing different from your team this year as, as compared to last year? You seem to be across the board a little bit bigger. seem to be a little more physical this year are you noticing any subtle differences in the team and how it's developing around you as as compared to last year
3: well i think it's kind of early to tell you know i think i think our forwards are a big strong point this year because of how because of the depth we have but as of right now i kind of see a lot of similarities in our team you know we got especially on like the power plays and stuff but like clubs kind of takes over on uh, the power play with that one t and then we got Boston he could run the power play like Joe, and then you got Mason who could run the downhill like Thompson. So, you know, I think we, I think we, it's hard to fill those spots like Dalton and Thompson for sure. I think we did a pretty good job at trying to do our best at that, and I think, I think it shows.
1: Now, now you get to see these guys every day in practice. What what are what are some players you think you you think the fans should take a look at? I
3: think I think Clavis is going to be really good for us this year. Oh, he's he's fast and he's got that size and he's got a wicked shot. Obviously Mason too. He's he's going to be very big for us this year. Austin's going to be really good for us this year. He's good all around defense. Um, um There's a lot of good players. <laughs> we got a, we got a lot of a lot of talent on the team and it's it's exciting.
2: Well, you're missing three spot. You're missing three right now too. Tony um, and Nelly and Dash and Dash are all on. I don't. I guess I don't know if Antonio's on the IR, but the other two are. And and I know Tony's probably going to be back before too long. But uh, you got some. You got some key pieces that that are going to come back and jump in too. Uh, so Whitey, something else has been really noticeable to me that from an off the ice. Bonding relationship like each other perspective, it seems to me that this team just picked up where it left off. I remember that devastation when everybody left the ice against Waterloo, just told me how tight this team was. I'm already seeing signs of that. Do you feel that way too?
3: I do, yeah. I really, I really do feel like we're already a pretty close group. Everyone really just gets along with each other. And like I said, the culture that we created last year, I think, really. I uh, just kind of picked up where I left off, and uh, it's our job to continue to build that culture every day. And
1: now, how excited are the guys, especially the new guys, for Friday night? You know, home opener at the Icebox, first time these guys get to see the uh, the star drop, and there's nothing better than than a Friday night at the Icebox with this place packed.
3: going be exciting for sure. All all the new guys get to experience the star drop and um, the band music outside.
2: So Cam, the the. Preseason season is out of the way. The trip to the fall classic is out of the way. You get back here, now the grind starts. As a grizzled veteran who weathered your first year in the league last year from start to finish, if you're given, if you're given a young kid, a, a 16, 17, 18 year old kid who's in the league for the first time and they're staring down the barrel of, of what's before them for the next six months, what kind of, what kind of Advice are you giving them about the grind and how you weather weather the storm of everything that is about to happen over the next few months?
3: I think the biggest thing I could say is just taking it one day at a time um, and kind of just being where your feet are. You know, it's such a long season. It's you're gonna get obviously know, when it's like February and you're gonna get exhausted every day. It's cold up it's grind, and you gotta take one day at a time and you get one percent better every single day kind how I've been looking at this year as well. I'm not really worried about, I'm not worried about Friday yet. I'm just worried about tomorrow. I'm trying to, I'm trying to get better, um, 1% better every day. So, if I can tell anyone one thing is kind of just being with your feet and um, taking it one day at a time.
2: I have a question for you, a really important question. Would you rather... Never eat watermelon again, or have to eat watermelon for every meal for the rest of your life.
3: I don't eat a lot of
2: watermelon. So, uh, for whatever reason, you kind of cut out there. Did you say you don't eat a lot of watermelon, so you could you could do without it? Is that what you said?
3: Yeah, I don't. I don't eat too much watermelon, so um, it's not um, important to me. To be honest oh.
1: with you. Okay. All right. So,
2: so much for the watermelon.
1: <laughs> I'm um, not a watermelon fan either, so I'm right there with ya. <laughs> <laughs> Got oh. you. All
2: right. So, hey, last year. A, a new number this year. What, uh, was that just something that wasn't available for you last year or, um, just decided to change it up. So I'm not really sure what happened there. Just all of a sudden I asked you that. Did you even hear the question? Yeah. The number. Yeah.
3: So if you yeah, could, uh, if you
2: could answer that, <laughs> answer that again <laughs> for us.
3: No, it's all good. I don't, I didn't change my number. I'm still rocking with 39. I think they just didn't change on the, on the game sheet since the preseason. So, um,
2: so do you hear that, Stars fans? Ignore what you're seeing on your USHL official roster. Why do you still rock the 39, not the number one? So yeah. have you always
1: been a 39? As uh, you know, Has that always been your number, or when did you decide to be number 39?
3: Um, 39 started when I was in Utica. I've, I've been a lot of different numbers. I grew up really liking 31, and then when I came to U18, I switched to 35 it was my only option and then when i went to utica it was either 39 or 72 and then i just kind of stuck with 39 because i had a good year so i'm just going to keep running with that
1: yeah and we, we all know Corey doesn't like those high numbers like the 72 so
3: yeah exactly i wouldn't be able to do that anywhere else
1: <laughs> I, I like 39 so
3: hopefully you keep that number
2: for a long time why do opening week at home what are you looking most forward to
3: um kind of just to in the ice box again. There's really nothing like playing in the ice box, and especially a home opener. So that's that's just, that's just what I'm looking forward to.
2: All right. Well, one of the things I'm looking forward to is getting to see number 39 play a full season this year too. It's off to a great start. Let's keep it rolling.
3: Yeah, that's the plan.
2: All right. Thank you, Whitey. Much appreciated.
3: No worries. I appreciate it. All
1: right. Thanks a lot, Whitey. We'll see you Friday night. <laughs> Oh, you got to love the cell phone technology there, Gene. Sometimes it works great. Sometimes, yes, it's a little hit and miss. 2022, you would
2: have thought we were talking to him from Canada instead of the Reese compound.
1: (laughs) Yeah, well, you know.
2: Eric keeps promising he's going to get us out there for a barbecue, live on location stuff, so...
1: Eric, Eric might need to update that, uh, that Wi-Fi out there and give it a little bit of better, uh, service out there. Yeah,
2: who knows? Maybe it was, maybe it was my fault. We are here in the fortress of,
1: of the compound of the ice box of
2: studio, studio a at 1880 transformation drive.
1: Yeah. So like, like, like we said, you know, home opener coming out Friday night, uh, against two falls, they went one and one for yeah, the and
2: weekend. One. They. They put the beat down on cedar rapids which everybody put put the beat down on cedar rapids they uh they hung they hung an eight spot on them they eight nilled them uh then they lost to muskegon seven to four they got a couple goalies or not goalies they got a couple kids who um kids scored a hattie in one of the games samuel harris number 21 ended up with three goals on five shots Will McDonough, another one of their forwards, also had had a big weekend. Had a four point weekend with a goal and with uh, two goals, two assists. So
1: yeah, Samuel's actually the overall point leader in the USHR right now with four points, uh, with four and you know four goals, four points. But if you look down, it's it's a lot of Lincoln guys on there. Tanner Lutke's on there. Mason's on there. Boston's on there. Yep. Uh, so. As Whitey said, it's awful early to tell what we're going to
2: go, but I saw so many good things. We talked last week about that forward group and how there was probably we were going to have to see how they came together. Well, I think you might have tweeted something over the weekend. About they made us look smart. Everybody we talked about uh, produce, So
1: You know, you got Ludke coming out there, 14 seconds in. I'm like, all right, I actually knew what I was talking about. You know, saying I'm expecting big things for Tanner, and there he goes.
2: Yep, and Mace and the power play. Something that we didn't talk about with Whitey is, the penalty kill we had eight penalties um we defended eight penalties we were we were eight good for eight is what i yeah. was i'm trying to figure out the right way where we, we were we were we were 1000 000. zero goals on eight power play opportunities over the week and and we were 50 percent on on the, on the uh, power play too so man you keep the special teams rolling like that um it's gonna it's gonna cause some people some problems yeah
1: mason had two power play goals uh boston had a leads uh Leads the league in power play assists with three. Yeah, there's there's a lot of good things. You know, like we always said, it's early, but there's a lot of good things. And,
2: and as Whitey said as well, we had, I think, thirteen different kids hit the score sheet over the weekend. I think maybe we got contributions from every single offensive line, um, from a goal goal perspective. A lot of lot a lot of offensive production. A lot of people wearing pucks. A lot of physicality. Saw we had our first a, fight. Well, kinda. I don't know no, if you saw this. It was a Sparks roughing minor, a ruff- but ruff- but what we like about that is the fact that the kid from Cedar Rapids gets a major for boarding, and Sparks is like, nope, not on my watch, and and down went the gloves, and he ended up getting a two and minutes. It, for it's one sort of the things we minute. talked
1: about a lot early in the season last year, is where we didn't have guys that would stick up for each other. First game of the year, there we right. go. We're sticking up for each other. I, I like that.
2: We saw last year where eventually Caden Berko had to like go take care of himself because he'd gotten charged so many times with with no retribution so yeah it's a lot of a lot of good things a lot of early signs and most importantly for me i'm seeing a lot of smiling i'm seeing a lot of a lot of off-ice interactions with the boys so they're not just holing up at home Um, that can just in my opinion lead to nothing more than they're supporting each other it maybe knocks a little bit of the edge off that grind and and will just continue to lead to good things
1: I agree. I mean, I don't see the stuff off the ice like you do, but uh, I'll take your word for it.
2: Yep. Yep. So, hey, I'm looking forward to the star drop myself this weekend. I'm hoping that a lot of the, the buy one, get one, the $10, the $10 nights will keep getting the word out and hopefully we can get a few thousand in this. I've been
1: telling bar. all the college kids at work. I mean, you need to come out here. I mean, student ID, $10 tickets. So hopefully, hopefully they listen and bring their friends and there's a we'll big, fill out
2: the ice box. There's a big, uh, college shotgun sports shoot in the in the neighborhood this weekend and i think my kid who shoots for wyoming is going to bring his entire team to the game on on friday night too if they can get here in time from laramie so hopefully we can get some some that bus driver
1: he needs to leave a couple hours early Uh,
2: that's what exactly what we told him bribing him with some food too
1: there you go penalty box snack
2: of the uh, snack of the game Pockets full of spaghetti. (laughs) Is that what we're doing this year? A little garlic bread (laughs) down in the
1: socks? Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Well, you know, it didn't start as garlic bread. It just turned out. (laughs) It turned out to be that way. Yeah,
1: right on. All right, I think that's going to do it for this edition of Thunderstruck, your unofficial Lincoln Starts podcast. Uh, We'll see everybody at the Ice Rocks on Friday night. I'm going to be there. I'll be there. We'll see everybody there.